Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. And welcome to part three of this episode. Please enjoy my conversation with Tessa W. PhD. All right. So this is part three of my very first three part episode. Um, I'm living my best like Oprah life right now. Three parters <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and I am here with the incredibly brilliant, the PhD having Tessa. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Thank you very much. So what is your PhD in, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it's in applied mathematics. Oh, wow. All of my BS, my MS, and my PhD are all in applied mathematics. Oh, wow. So I'm just a giant nerd. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, the world needs more nerds, I feel like, <laughs> because like people like me, I just, I'm, I'm not a numbers person. So like when somebody tells me like you, you've got a PhD in applied mathematics, I'm like, holy shit, that's so cool. Yeah. It's like the only thing I'm good at. So <laughs> <laughs> we need more. I love it. And the thing is, is like, I love artists and musicians and that sort of thing, because like, I'm not good at that. So like I tend to attract like the opposite of myself. So I totally appreciate and have this intense appreciation for everything I can't do. So I feel like we all even each other out. Exactly. So as a person with a PhD in applied mathematics, uh, how, how did you end up on TikTok? How did I end up on TikTok? Um, TikTok, it was a pandemic thing. It was, um, you know, we got sent home in the middle of the pandemic. It was, um, I went into work on a Wednesday and had no idea. I got, I mean, I got told by my students. I had, they knew before I did. It was like, I was in a pre-calculus class and somebody looked up and said, Tessa, is it true that we're being sent home today? And I was like, what? Uh, we didn't even know. We didn't even know. And then we had like a faculty meeting and then it was true. And then like we had an in-service the next day and then Friday was our first day teaching. And so I just went from being like, and I'm also an introvert. So like all of my social life was basically work. And so having that taken away from me was like, I went from, I mean, and that was enough of a social life for me. Like, but like once that left, I had nothing. I had no, like, I was just in my apartment in Los Angeles, staring at my four walls with no one to connect to, not even my colleagues or my students or anybody. And that's how I ended up on TikTok. I was like, I need some way to socialize. And so it became my outlet and my way of like having some sort of like some sort of socialization. And because TikTok sort of 
you know, pigeonholes you, you know, it's not like I was on there with teenagers. It connected me with other women my age. And so I started making friends with other 40 year old women (laughs) and, um, and made friends on TikTok of all things, you know, it's like this child's dancing app, but I was meeting other, you know, I mean, not that I'm a mom, I'm not a mom, I don't have kids, but I was meeting other women who were about my age and had similar interests. And, and so it became like my only way of connecting with the outside world during the pandemic. So that's how I ended up on TikTok was just like a need to connect with other human beings somehow still. TikTok is, TikTok is good for that. Like it's, it's very interactive and it's like instantly interactive. Yeah. And you can really customize your experience by saying like, no, I don't want to see this or yes, I like this sort of thing. And your FYP quickly becomes the people that you would want to be around in real life. You know, like I have met people that I would definitely go visit. I mean, I have actually made friends. Like I have, I've actually know a DJ in LA now who I'm friends with and invites me out. I have a friend in La Brea now that we get together occasionally and has been like, helped me move and has been an emotional support person. And I have a couple other girlfriends here in California that, you know, one is sick and I'm like, do you, do you need help? I would go visit her in a heartbeat if she needed help. And I know she is who she is, you know? So yeah, I don't, it's not like people are always like, are you worried they're not going to be who they are? And I'm like, no, I'm not worried at all that they aren't who they are. I think I know exactly who they are. So it's, yeah, you, you, it's, it's not like other social media platforms where like they're hidden behind like a dummy profile like it's it's a video app you did that's that's who they are yes yes it's not like they're pretending to be you know a teenager or a 50 year old man or somebody else right it's it's them you can see them so they are who they are and they're usually talking about causes that they like or activities they do. And so you have a connection with them. So yeah, that's, it was, and so it, it did, it connected me to other people and that's how, that's how I ended up on it. Did you ever delve into the like viral dances? Like, is there a video of you doing like the savage dance? <laughs> one video of me and you know what I quickly realized because I love dancing and going out and clubbing when I was younger and I quickly realized like okay I don't know how they learn like it took me two weeks to learn one dance and I was like this isn't my thing like I can't I can't do these dances this is just not I tried and tried and tried I was like if it takes me two weeks to learn one dance then there's a new dance already and this this just doesn't work for me I I just I can't I'm not coordinated that way they look they make it look so simple but like when you start breaking it down it's incredibly complicated because everything has to happen at a specific moment or it's just turned to garbage like i i tried to try to do the savage dance and i you know i was like you know what no this this stays in the drafts once and it like I was like okay and that was it I mean like I did one or two and I was like I just can't spend I don't have three hours a day (laughs) to learn how (laughs) to do TikTok dances I just don't have that kind of time on my hands and so I quickly was like this this 
this part of TikTok is not for me. (laughs) I I can't handle that part of it. So yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think my my FYP was on dance talk for like 15 minutes. And I was like, nope, this is, these are not my people. (laughs) These These are, nope, not my people either. Those definitely, those are, those are my students. Those are the young people have the lockdown on that. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Like mad props to them for like doing it and being creative enough to come up with those dances, but it's just, that's not for me. No. And I've even said that like, you can only tell somebody like you can tell Gen X women by the fact that Gen X women can't even twerk. Like we can't even like even that move is too much for us. Like, like, oh, she can't twerk. She must be from Gen X. Like you have to be a millennial to even be able to twerk. I'm like, my, my back doesn't do that. I'm going to throw it out. Like, right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don't have those moves. <laughs> so I've got a letter from a listener. Um, uh-huh. It comes from Mary in Georgia. And she says that she is new to TikTok and isn't quite sure which accounts are worth following. And she would like to know, in your opinion, who are the most overrated and underrated accounts on TikTok? Oh, gosh. Overrated and underrated accounts on TikTok. I mean, that's hard because I always just follow... I mean, I just follow the people who make me laugh and who, and who, I mean, like I follow accounts who have no followers. I follow accounts that have, that I just are people who speak to me. I mean, I think you, I don't think you should follow necessarily the accounts. I also follow accounts that do have a lot of followers just because like, I have a thing for farm content and farm animals. And so like, I'm like, I love, I'm like, I, I like the dog and cat videos too. So I do follow those accounts. Sometimes they have millions of followers, but like some of the accounts I follow only have like a thousand followers because they're people that I feel like I have a connection with or that I feel like, I think that's the best way to pick accounts to follow. I don't think you should pick them based on the number of followers they have or, or those sorts of things, you know, I, I think it should be, I think it should be more organic than that personally. Um, I I don't know what to say about it other than that. (laughs) I don't have, I don't have any, you know, like I don't, you know, I, I will say that I don't like verified accounts I tend not to follow, not to say that I don't follow any verified accounts, but they have millions of followers. What do they need me to follow them for? And they end up on my FYP occasionally anyhow. Like they don't, they don't need cheerleaders. Like what do I need to follow verified accounts for? Um, so yeah, I, I follow other creators that, that speak to me. That's, I think that's how you create the best experience for you. And also don't be afraid to smash the, like, I don't like this button. Like, don't show me this. I don't want to see this person again. I don't care for this kind of content. Like, 
I think that's also a good way of curating your experience. Like, mm, no, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't care for it, you know? Um, but also you do have to also, I would also say, do go out of your way to follow some people of color and some people who aren't like you. But that's me personally, because I think TikTok will skew white and heterosexual if you let it. And, and if you're anything like me, that's not what you want your life to be filled with. So you have to tell TikTok no to that kind of content. So yeah. Yeah, for like a week, um, my somehow I ended up in like straight fuckboy TikTok all over my FYP and it was the worst week of my life like I could not figure out how to get out it was like the seventh circle of hell um it was just it was all the same like oh you wake up next to me and I'm wearing this what do you do like you know Uh, yeah okay there's an audience for that sure but like if I guess for me it's like you said, people that I connect with, like if you leave a comment on my video and it genuinely makes me laugh, like I'm gonna follow you because right. I know like there's more of that, you yes. know? Um, and I, I like the idea, like it's, it's gotta be organic. Like you can't just go through and follow everybody that, this one account who has one video that you liked is following because like that that's their experience mm-hmm. you know? yeah I'll, and even if I find somebody that left a comment or whatever I will go and see some of their other content before I follow them because I don't want to accidentally follow you know like they might have said something funny or said something cool but I don't want to accidentally end up following a racist I don't want to accidentally yeah. follow you know what I mean? Like you kind of, and then what if they follow you back and then they see the stuff that you maybe only post for friends, which is kind of personal, like that kind of thing, you know, like, and then people get mad. They're like, oh, well, you weren't following anything. I'm like, well, anybody I follow might follow me back. And then anything I post that's personal, that's just for friends, I might not want to share with everybody. So don't get offended if I don't follow you back because there is content that I post that's just for friends and I might not want to, you might not want everybody to see that. So, you know, I'm, I'm very leery about following private accounts. Like I under, I, I totally understand why somebody would have a private account, but like for me, I just, mm. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's like, if it's private, although I have on occasion, I did privatize my account at one point when I was having some personal problems and then I made it public again. But, you know, at that point I'd already had, you know, a decent following and was already following the people I wanted to. And was like, I don't really care if anybody ever follows me again. But at that point too, anybody who requested me, I was kind of like, why are you requesting me? My account's private. Like, unless you already know me or have an interaction with me or have had, like, why would you, I don't understand. Like I look at those private accounts and I'm like, really? Like, how do you have that many followers as a private account? Like, 
you don't even know what's in that account right uh, <laughs> like it's just it's a it's a risk that i'm not willing to take yeah no i'm not either so yeah if that's that's kind of like the lamest answer ever but no not really like it <laughs> It made sense. It made sense to me because it's a, it's a lot of like, it, it has to be organic for me to follow you. It's not just one of those, like, I don't do follow back parties. The idea of doing follow back parties makes me cringe. Like I'll, I'll see these lives pop up and it'll say, let's grow together. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I'm not. I think I did that once really, really early on. And I ended up with a bunch of people that I had to remove later because I was like, oh, wait a second. Like all these people ended up being problematic for me or leaving comments on my video yeah. that were problematic. And I was like, never mind. Like if it's not organic, then you might not like my content or what I have to say or my point of view. And I don't, I don't need that in my yeah. life. I want to like keep the negativity to a minimum. Yeah. So just not down with that. Yeah, the puppy? I, it's it's mine. I don't know what he's barking at because he's blind and deaf. So I, <laughs> it's probably a ghost. Um, but I feel like the remove follower button is probably the best thing that TikTok ever put out. Yes, I do it's, too. It's one of my favorite features. You're like, no, go away. I don't yes. need you to be there. And the block button. Yes. I, you know, I've had... a. I put out a video recently that got me a bunch of followers and then comments on other videos show up and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Like, I don't need you here. (laughs) Like you turn out to be problematic. Go away. Like, I know you followed me for a different reason, but, but I don't need your misogyny on the rest of my posts. Yeah. Like the, each, each video is a new experience and you can't, like what was funny on one video doesn't translate to the next video. Well, right. And I, you know, like I'll post math content or like I had a math video recently that had a bunch of men follow me for the math content. And then I post something else about women and then I get all this misogynistic stuff and I'm like, no, no, no. You go out the door then. Like, yeah know that my hobby my profession is a super male dominated thing and so that attracts a bunch of men but then a lot of men are really misogynistic and I don't want that on my page and so I end up get un you know making them unfollow me or blocking them and just being like no I can't I don't want that in my life and I just I won't even put up with it I'm just like I I I'm at the point where I don't even have the energy to put in it to fight with them. I'm just like, I'll remove their comments, block them, and I go on my day because I'm just, I don't want to put my energy towards yeah. that. I have better, more productive places to spend my energy. They're just not worth it. Absolutely. Um, so while we're on the topic of men being misogynistic <laughs> and gross, oh. um, yeah. Yes. Nice so, segue. <laughs> I, I tried. Um, <laughs> the Attorney General of New York, yes. uh, Tish James, came out today in a presser and said that her office has found that Governor Andrew Cuomo did, in fact, 
sexually harass those women. Um, Do you feel like he should resign? Absolutely. He should absolutely resign. I mean, this is, I mean, he has a pattern of, and this is always what happens. So when I was in graduate school, okay, let me tell you a story. When I was in graduate school, I was one of two women who started in my cohort and the, not the chair, he wasn't the chair of our department. He was the co-chair of the department or the vice chair of the department. And he had sent me an email and said like, you know, all the graduate students or new TAs come in and I have a meeting with them about being a TA. And I thought, oh, okay. And I went in and I had a meeting with him and it went really kind of long and it was sort of weird. And he kind of gave me the creeps and he just was kind of off to me. And like, it was really bizarre. And the other girl that I came in with, Amy, he did the same thing to her. I came later to find out that we were the only two he had a meeting with. He didn't meet with any of the men. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't meet with any of the other male TAs, okay? And he would just do things like shake your hand for too long, hold on to it too long. He would make me uncomfortable. It was, and, and we all thought every single woman in that department, including like the one or two female teachers that we had, all thought it was just us. And we all did things like if he was in the copy room, I would avoid the copy room because I didn't want to be around him. We all would change our behavior around him because we didn't want to deal with him because he made us feel uncomfortable. Like just, we all just uh, like stay away from me, stay away from it. And finally, like a year and a half, two years later, somebody spotted him with an undergraduate student, like making out with her in the hallway and it became a thing and it went up the ladder. Oh yeah. And it went up the ladder and it started to come out and they started doing interviews and it was every single one of us, every single one of the women in our department had the same experience. It was a pattern of conduct. And that's what this is. It's a pattern of conduct. So it's too many women for it not to be going on. He needs to resign. They're not lying. He's making these women uncomfortable. He's doing it. He's the problem. This isn't, this isn't one woman who's been made slightly like, is like, eh, I don't know. This is, this is somebody who is sexually harassing women habitually. This is what they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, yeah. and I've experienced myself, like, Oh, and it just, it makes the, I've got like, it makes the hair on my arm stand up. Just even thinking about him, you know, like you start avoiding them. You change your behavior because of them. They make your workplace uncomfortable. That's sexual harassment. Like even the fact that you have to like not use the copier because they're in the copier room. That's sexual harassment. You shouldn't feel that way at work, you know? So yeah, they did the investigation. These women are credible. You know, he, one, I think one of them said like he ran his finger up her back in the elevator. Ew, don't do that. Ew. Yeah, that's. Ugh, gross. Don't do that. <laughs> don't yeah. do that. Don't do that to anyone. <laughs> Not just women, right? Like. 
I don't care if you're male, you're female, that's, it's not okay. And absolutely he needs to resign. I can't believe he's saying he's not going to. Like, yeah, I, you know, he did, he did his own presser shortly after the attorney general did and just absolutely did himself no favors. Um, oh, that one, what did he do? Uh, he showed um, pictures of other male politicians. Like there was a picture of the president hugging the vice president. Um, there was a picture of um, Vice President Harris and Senator Cory Booker hugging. Um, and then he went on to say that um, a lot of what happened to these women was misconstrued, which is just absolutely disgusting. Like, like yeah, no. The attorney general found that you broke state and federal laws. And it's not just the sexual harassment, like there's retaliation involved. Like this is not a situation where he can say, oh, well, you know, they misconstrued my behavior. Like, let's, let's just move on. Like, we're not, we're not there anymore. Like you're, you're going to court. Like this no, is. And you, yeah. And you can tell the difference. There's a difference between, between welcome and unwelcome hugging. There's a difference between welcome and unwelcome touching. There's a difference, like, there's a difference. There's a difference between touching somebody in a way they don't want to be touched and being friends with somebody and having a relationship with somebody and giving them a hug when you know them and have a relationship with them and you, and you, and it's invited. And there's a difference and it's known between those two people, what that difference is. I was a teacher for years and years and years. I had male and female students. I gave them hugs and shook their hands all the time. No one ever filed a complaint about me. Why not? Because I never sexually harassed anybody. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Like, come on. You. And what? it just, it makes, it makes me, it makes me wonder um, because his father I believe was also governor of New York at one point or like mayor of New York City something like that he's from a political dynasty so you know how much of that did he learn from his father when his father was in office that like you know because in that time period of the 50s and 60s there wasn't really a name for sexual harassment and it you know it was as the case with the former guy when the Access Hollywood tape came out that it was just locker room talk and, you know, boys will be boys. Like, but it's not like as a man, as men, we have to do better. Yes. Like, we absolutely you... have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just can't. And it's, and yes. And that's just, that's the thing is that women can complain about it and, bitch about it and and do all they can about it but if it doesn't come from men stopping other men it is not going to stop and that's just it is that exactly. i mean i actually this is i just got in an argument with somebody online was like well you know 
what did he say to me? Oh my goodness. It was so awful. It was something about male privilege. And he was like, that's just an excuse for women not to come to the table. And I was like, come to the table on what? What do you want us to come to the table on? Like the behavior is yours. Like, what do you want us to do about your bad behavior? (laughs) Yeah. Like it, it can't be on women to fix misogyny just like it can't be on black people to fix racism it can't be on gay people to fix homophobia like it starts with the people perpetrating the aggressions having hard conversations with their friends with their family you know with the people they work with yes Absolutely. Even if it makes us uncomfortable to have those conversations with other people. And this is, you know, uh, I mean, and, and those conversations can be really hard. I mean, I actually left the South because I sometimes could not have them with people and felt uncomfortable at that point in my life. I mean, it was years and years and years ago, but I mean, when I lived in the South, I didn't, I mean, I was naive at the time. I thought racism was something in the movies because nev- I didn't ever surround myself with really racist people. And then I moved to the South and I was like, oh, that's a real thing that exists and people are open about it down here. And I oh, had yeah. no idea. And then I would have people like, why don't you, ha- why don't you wanna hang out anymore, Tessa? And I was like, well, <laughs> um, yeah. you see. I just don't have time. And I wasn't willing to be like, look, you have an issue. You have a problem. You need to quit this. And I wasn't willing to do that. And I finally just left the South because I was like, I can't live here. I can't, I can't confront this all the time, you know, but I'm more willing to now to have those conversations. But years and years ago, I was like, in the South, I felt outnumbered. I was like, for all I know, I'm, I'm going to get my ass beat down here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, I feel outnumbered in the South, but yeah, no, it's up to us to have those conversations with people and stop it. So no, he's, he needs, he needs to resign and there's, he's, they're gonna, they're gonna prosecute him. Yeah. Like, like his own attorney general is going to prosecute him. And I yes. don't think that's sunk in for him yet. No, I don't think it has either. And like my, my thing about it was like when the allegations first came out, um, when they did, um, it's been months and months ago. Um, he, he should have stepped down through the entirety of the investigation, you know, let the Lieutenant governor run things until the investigation has run its course, you know, and if, the allegations were found to be untrue. He could resume his role as governor, completely vindicated, move beyond right. it. If they were found to be true, as they have, he should have he should have resigned. Like that's yes. I feel like that's what that's what a real man would have done. Is said, you know what? Let's let's take me out of this this equation while all this happens. We'll yeah. see what happens in the end. No, he's, uh, yeah, no, but he didn't, but he didn't, no. and he's going to, and I, I like, I don't know, yeah, he's, he's going to court. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> he's going to court. 
it's going to, I feel like it's going to be a problem for the Democratic Party in general, because he's one of the most high profile Democratic governors, and he has stirred up a shit show now. Yes, he has. And he needs to go. And that's just it. It's, well, at least we're holding him responsible, though. I mean, yeah. at least the Democrats do that. The Republicans don't even manage to hold their own exactly. responsible. They just brush it under the rug and make excuses. So, I mean, I'm happy that we're holding him responsible. But, yeah, he should resign. Absolutely. So now let's move on to something not quite as heavy. Not- <laughs> yes. Um, Still, still a little heavy. Uh, let's yeah. let's talk about Simone Biles. Um, yeah, she has been the hottest of topics for the past couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> she just won a bronze medal on the balance beam last night, which yep. brings her um, tied as the most decorated Olympic gymnast in history, which I think is awesome. Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts about her stepping away from the competition? I think that she did the right thing, taking care of her own mental health. I think she absolutely did the right thing. I don't think that anybody in any situation, look, like I had a breakdown during the pandemic and was not willing to step away from my job for my own mental health and just made my situation worse and worse and wor- and dug myself deeper and deeper and deeper. And I feel like, I feel like it's like to, to my own detriment, it was, not, it was not a good thing. Like I didn't know when, when enough was enough. I didn't know when to step away. I didn't know when to ask for help and couldn't. And I, I feel like it's a generational thing. Like I, I like, and, and that's not a good thing. I mean, the way yeah. we were raised was not healthy. It's not good. And I think my generation then and boomers and Gen X are really, really hard on younger people saying, oh, she should have, she should have done it anyway. I mean, I think what did I look up? I mean, I looked up something. It was like on crisis magazine, there was a tweet. I hope that some Biles Catholic face would give her the motivation to glorify God in her country and her amazing ability and strength as it did when she started competing. It's like, give the kid a break. I wish, I wish I had taken care of myself. I, I would have been better off much sooner had I said, I need a week off. I need to take care of my mental health. I can't sustain this pace, this what's going on in my life right now. I would have been better much sooner had I been able to do what she did and say, this isn't good for me right now. So I think she did exactly what was right for her. And look what happened. She came back, did the balance beam for herself and got another bronze medal. So it worked for her. Good for her. I think it's amazing. It's not a weakness to say that you need time. It's a strength to know that you need to protect yourself and your mental health. It's just as important as everything else. So um, I'm, I'm proud of her. 
I think that's, she's an amazing human being for, for doing that and for protecting herself. I just, it, what bothers me the most about the way that a lot of people reacted to her decision to step back is that, you know, for seven weeks, every four years, like you, these people are putting on this act of faux patriotism for athletics that, you know, the rest of the time, they're not watching, like they're not watching the nationals. They're not watching the worlds. They're not, you know, they're not going to the exhibitions when, you know, the Olympic teams are traveling around. So, you know, and I was always taught that, you know, if it's something that you can't do, you don't have an opinion on it. Right. You know, so it just, you know, and most of, most of the people who, have opinions about what she did and you know it goes to the same thought of what naomi osaka did and what the williams sisters have done you know it's 99.99 percent of them are men yes <laughs> yeah and you don't like you and yes and to your point you don't you didn't care until now until now and suddenly it's important to you no it's not it's not important to you stop it right <laughs> like quit <laughs> like it, it wasn't important to you two weeks ago why should it be important to you now let the girl do what she wants exactly. you know like she, she lives and breathes this all the time like she literally it, defies gravity like i well, i can't tell her anything like what well, and she's supposed to what risk being paralyzed so that you can watch her for a week? Like, no, yeah, no, <laughs> like, absolutely not. She should not do that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, I, people, people, their entitlement, <laughs> right? The entitlement of Americans and armchair you know armchair athletes will never cease to amaze me like you are not entitled to her body her performance her time her energy it's hers to give or not period, period. she doesn't owe you that it's she owes herself it's herself right. you know which is why i think you know her balance beam thing is amazing. She, that was for her. She did it for herself and no one else. And it's incredible. We're all very proud of her, but like, she didn't owe it to us. She owed it to herself to do it and no one else. So oh, excuse the phone. I can't, <laughs> I can't fix that. I mean, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, it's fine. <laughs> So we've, we've handled all the, the heavier topics. Now it's time to have a little fun. Um, okay. I have 15 just random questions. Some of them I found on the internet. Some of them were sent to me um, from people via social media. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. I, it's nothing, like, there's nothing too scary in here, I promise. Okay. 
So you have just sat down at your computer and you open your preferred web browser. What's the first website you're going to? You mean be like besides my Gmail? <laughs> yes. Besides my Gmail. What is the first? Um, God, this is going to I'm so geeky. God, Trading View, which is a website for tracking stocks. <laughs> That's not, you know what? That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, so, that's not at all. Like when you said this is so geeky, like I, I expected like Star Trek fan fiction or something like oh, your no, stock portfolio. That's portfolio stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a uh, trading view so I can, so I can search and track stocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Which respectable though. I do in my spare time. Yeah. Yeah. Trading view is probably the next one I open. Okay. <laughs> Sweet tea or lemonade? Oh God. Lemonade. 100% lemonade. I can't. Sweet tea. Oh God. The sweet tea and the towel is so sweet. Oh, I can't take it. Lemonade all the way. Okay. I love lem lemons also are like my, one of my favorite like fruits citrus is like everything lemon give me everything lemon absolutely who was your favorite spice girl um god favorite spice girl i don't even know that i had a favorite spice girl honestly um probably posh spice she would that was yeah me too yeah, Pospice. Um, what is the worst thing that you've watched all the way through on Netflix? <laughs> oh my God, I watched some of the trashiest TV. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Um, the worst, the very worst, probably The Circle. Um, like, and I knew it was trashy and awful, like while I was watching it, I was like, this is so bad. This is so awful. I can't believe that I'm watching this, but I could not tear myself away. The circle without a doubt. Pancakes or waffles? Uh, waffles. waffles. Everybody today has said waffles. Really? Everybody well, okay. has said waffles today. So, so there's this place in LA um, that the last time I had pancakes, they were so sugary that like, I got a sugar hangover from them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it like actually made me ill. So since then it's been nothing but waffles. Yeah. Waffles. Renaissance fair or a sci-fi convention? Ooh, sci-fi convention, sci-fi convention all the way. <laughs> Do you have an unusual celebrity crush? Like somebody who, if you bring it up, your friends are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I don't know that Jeff Goldblum qualifies as un an unusual celebrity crush, though. Like, I have a crush on Jeff Goldblum. I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's unusual or not. Some people are like, Tessa, really? And then I'm like, yes. I'm there, like, there, Jeff 
there's something about him and like I follow him on Instagram and the other day there were some pictures of uh him and his wife and his kids were like having a pool day on on some rooftop somewhere and I was like this is adorable wholesome shit this is what I'm here for yeah I mean even from like the time I just remember like even way back when he was like in the fly with Gina Davis and even when he was like even younger he was in that movie Earth Girls Are Easy also I think with Gina Davis like young Jeff Goldblum was so handsome and even as he's gotten older I'm just like ah the Jewish men of Hollywood are really hot I just and he's like I, a yeah. jazz musician now, which is just ah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. But some people don't get it. I mean, some people are like, oh, yes. And other people are like, really, Tessa? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like for me, it was that moment in Jurassic Park with uh, the water droplet on Laura Dern's hand. Like there was something yeah. about that. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. there now. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yes, but yeah, I've had a crush on him for years and years and years, just forever. So yeah, that's that's my somewhat. For some people, that's odd. Other people are like, yeah, like you, you get it, but I get not it. Every, not everybody does. <laughs> All right, bra always on or only when you have to. Only when I have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only when I have to, or, you know, they make them like softer now that, you know, like they don't have to be like underwear, underwire and hard any longer. They make them like soft form fitting bras. So those bras, I don't mind as much, but yeah, only when I have to, <laughs> like if I could, if I, I, you know, if I could play nudist colony all the time, I would <laughs> like, I would prefer just to like be in like a very loose fitting muumuu if I could, <laughs> like, I feel like I, just, I feel like the pandemic did that to a lot of us. It's like, you know, now that places are open, it's like, shit, I got to put pants on. Are you serious right now? Yeah, like I've had a bunch of client meetings today and I was like, and one of them was like with new clients. So I want to like look professional and get dressed. I'm like, I have to get dressed, dressed. Like I can't just, oh God, I can't just go in my workout gear. No, I should get dressed to meet clients. Ugh. So yeah, I feel like it did do that. I'm like, I can't just wear like a shift around all the time, <laughs> naked underneath it. No. So yeah, only when I have to. <laughs> Sweater or hoodie? Mm, hoodie. Definitely hoodie. Right on. I'm a, yeah, I love a hoodie. I do too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you could have an entire movie theater to yourself, what is the one movie you would want to watch? Any movie in the entire world. If I could have an entire theater to myself, what is the one movie I would want to watch? No one's going to know this movie. Okay. No one's going to know this movie though. Like I have a weird thing for like obscure, like B movies. (laughs) Okay. Okay. American Mary. No one knows American Mary. American Mary is like this B movie. It is so 
Good though. It's about, here, let me, you're going to be like, it's about what, Tessa? Except for the ending. The ending is not what I would hope, what I hoped for because I like it when the woman gets away with it and she doesn't get away with it, which is like disappointing. Like, I don't understand why the woman can't get away with it. But it's about like a med student who, who is like having trouble making ends meet and like answers an ad and ends up doing like a job, like a surgery for like some criminal, like on the side and makes a bunch of money this one night doing it. And it really freaks her out. Right. And, and it's pretty sleazy and gross. And like, I like horror movies too. So like, it's like, ah, okay. So she does this thing and she makes a bunch of money doing it. And, and her, she's in med school and like, the, the doctors or her teachers like notice that she's got money now. And they, I think they incorrectly assume that she's like turning tricks or something. I don't know. They invite her to a party and drug her and rape her. And it's awful. And so she freaks out and um, turns around and like invites him over and starts doing body modification on him and then drops out of med school and starts doing body modification for a living. And it's a very bizarre weirdo story. Yeah. And so then people start contacting her having found out that she has done this weird surgery for this guy underground and they want odd surgeries done on them. And so she's making money doing body modification surgeries, sort of like underground. Yeah. Anyway, it's called American Mary. It's one of my favorite films. It is absolutely one of the weirdest movies you'll ever see. But I love how weird it is. I love how bizarre it is. I'm going to have to track that down. (laughs) I just, there's, Ah, and it was on Netflix for the longest time and you could just queue it up. And I remember when they took it off Netflix, I was like, no, (laughs) I must have watched it like a dozen times. So probably American Mary. Okay. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Absolutely. (laughs) My legs, my feet. I even have like a scrubby I use on the bottom of my feet because my feet get really dry. Yes. And and I shave my legs. So like you soap up your legs and you shave. I mean, I shave my legs like two or three times a week. So yes, I wash my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't wash themselves? This whole not washing yourself thing is confusing. I, I don't know. I'm, I, mean, I, I, will, I will say that my grandmother, my grandmother lived on a farm in Iowa. They had well water. She probably only bathed three or four times a week, but they did not like take showers. They took baths and it was well water. And like, yeah, it was crappy well water. So like, no, they didn't probably bathe as much as I, we do, but like, but they were on a well system. They didn't have, like, it was a different situation is all I will say about that. (laughs) like okay grandma whatever you you were born in 1912 right you were you were were born in a different era yes I wash my legs pool or ocean pool or ocean um god I'm gonna sound like such a stick in the mud I'm a redhead I don't sun 
Like I don't like I don't pool or ocean all that often. I'll be honest. Um, so probably the pool. I don't like the sand at the ocean. I mean, and I live like like a mile from the beach, and I haven't even been to it. <laughs> it's I, so shameful. No, I feel that. Like I'm I'm not an ocean person. Like I can go. I'll go and watch like the sunrise or the sunset, but like spending a day on the beach, I burn, I freckle, like I just, I can't. I freckle all over. I have to cover myself in sunscreen, which is like sticky. And then the sand sticks to me. It's like, I'm a redhead. I just don't, uh, it's just a lot for me. The ocean is a lot for me. So like definitely more of a pool person than I am an ocean. And I was born in Colorado. So like, I'm a mountain girl, like me to the mountains any day of the week. I am all about it, but mm, the ocean. (laughs) If they were making a biopic about your life, who would play you? Jillian Anderson. Okay. I can see that. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. And like, maybe Jillian Anderson would? I don't know. I get told I look like Julia Roberts, but I don't think that's true. Like, when I finally put up a picture next to me, I'm like, really? Really do we look alike? And the answer is no. I, so think, I, would, I think people say that to all like redheaded women, like, oh, you look like Julia Roberts, because that's the only redheaded woman that they can think of. That they can think of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would hope that Jillian Anderson. Yeah. Nude beach or not a chance? Mm, I mean, besides the fact that I don't like beaches, but no, I would go to a nude beach that like that wouldn't bother me. I'm I'm a nudist at heart. Like. <laughs> Let's, let's all get over it and run around naked and not be, I, you know, I have a friend on TikTok who, who has had a bunch of community violations for being in a bathing suit or underwear. And she's like, I don't know who's sexualizing my videos, but quit it. I'm trying to gain weight. And I was showing that I was making progress, gaining weight, quit sexualizing my videos. Not everything has to be about sex. Like stop it. So I think people should, should relax about bodies a little bit. It's doesn't, not everything has to be about sex. Bodies are bodies. It's okay. Like, like, like the women who like, I don't know, like I I have friends who are super self-conscious about nipples showing through their stuff and whatever. And I'm just not like, I just don't care. I've just never, it's just never been a thing for me. I'm like, eh, it doesn't. Like, and if you're looking, that's your problem. It's not mine. And I don't even notice anymore. I'm just like, oh, and all friends say like, so-and-so is staring at you. And I was like, I'm like, I don't even, doesn't even register because I'm like, it doesn't, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, so definitely I would go to a nudist speech. All right. Last one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice I've ever gotten. I think this is 
So the, the thing that sticks with me the most is probably from my mom when I was all of six years old and I asked her about God because I was super confused because um, I had, wasn't really raised very religious. And then my uncle was Buddhist and I like, I, what are we? I didn't know what we were. <laughs> like, And then like, part of my family was Catholic and then part of my family was Jewish and then my uncle was Buddhist and I was just like all mixed up in my head about it and my mother at it probably wasn't helpful at six years old but it it probably was the best thing she could have ever said was said God is different for everyone you're just gonna have to figure that out for yourself wow that's wow I, I love that. Yes. God is different for everyone. You're just going to have to figure that out for yourself. Damn. <laughs> just at six, it was like, that really wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> but okay, mom, like <laughs> at six, you're just kind of like, I just wanted an answer. Like we're Catholic, we're right. Jewish or whatever but yeah no it's different for everyone you're just gonna have to figure it out for yourself like you can't no one else can tell you what to think about that that is an internal struggle that you are gonna have to decide for yourself no one else is gonna be able to help you with that that's amazing yeah you know she my mother could be terrible sometimes but she could be really amazing as well (laughs) so and on that note we have come (laughs) to the end of the show Mm. um thank you so much for being here um thank you so much for having me absolutely um anytime you want to come back anytime at all you just (laughs) you shoot me a message you are more than welcome Okay, this has been so much fun and I can't wait to tell everybody to listen to this episode and and blast it everywhere all over my social media. So this has been great. So thank you so much for the invite. Thank you again for coming. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.